me tell you something. I got more feelings in my left nut than you two schoolgirls put together. Here we go. Oh, 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 I know. I know what they say about me. I know what they say about guys like me. They say that we're pigs, right? That we're dogs. Uh, in your defense, they don't exclude. I've been married for five years, and my wife still says it. Oh, that's right. They don't exclude. They say all. All men are pigs. All men are dogs. All men are scum. And they talk and talk and talk their little asses off about what monsters we are. But they don't understand that they're the very ones that created the Frankensteins they abhor. Frankenstein was a whore? Leave my wife out of this. Laugh all you want, but I'm serious. Every womanizer, every player, every guy juggling three broads at the same time is only doing so out of fear. Fear of being crushed by a woman. Because one day, back in the day, they weren't a player. They liked one girl, just one. And they gave it up to her, didn't And they, they gave it up to her, that's right. They gave it up to her, because they little romantics back then. And they gave it up to the girl they love. And what happened? They got rocked, or they got crushed, or they got destroyed. They got cheated on or laughed at or something and when they're finished picking up the little pieces of what was once their heart you know what they said they all every single one of them made a vow never to give it up again that's right never to give it up again but now we're talking about the real bastards here the guys that break hearts occupationally because believe it or not originally those cats were the most beautiful and the most romantic of all and you know what happened they're the ones that got hurt worst of because you never get over it. You know, God, no! You never get over it. Yes, you recover, but you never get over it. And what happened? When they all recovered, you know what they all said? They all said, okay, I see, all right. That's how it's gonna be. I can play that way too. So you see that we are all responsible for the cycle of the vicious circle. So you're saying you're afraid? Absolutely. I ain't never get my heart broken again like I did when I was 16. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, we encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever digital platform that you are choosing to listen to podcasts on, whether that be Apple, SoundCloud, Google, YouTube, Amazon, or whatever it is that you do on Spotify. Please go and do that. Damn, you just cleared up. Wow. I, I, I started recording. That's strange. They usually would cause like sort of a, a, a lag. I'm, I'm on my iPad right now. No, oh, okay. Audio's going to be funky, but it is what it is. Probably. I brought my computer, but I forgot the charger. So I was like, I need to save all that battery for editing. Nah, it's all good. I could just tell by the way you sound. Yeah, I got my, my joints in. Okay, okay. You have a good day? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't even want to ask. I had no idea it was going to rain, though. No idea whatsoever. I mean, it's it's, it's Texas, baby. It, it does know. what it wants to do. Every single day. How do I sound on your end? Oh, you sound fine. Okay. Raspy. Thank That's you. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I've got that all my life. <laughs> Having to explain that, probably for like the first 25 years of my life was funny. I've had to explain that in a long time. People don't even ask anymore. They just, they they just, just hear are, my voice. They just for the first know who time. you are. Yeah, they just they hear my voice for the first time and they're just like, eh, yeah, that's, that's who he is. Yeah. But when you're younger, you ask questions. That, that that says a lot about it's me. True. I feel like 
the 20 year olds, the younger people were prone, more prone to ask more questions. And now we just, we're just at the stage where we just accept it for what it is. Stop caring a little bit to a certain extent. Pretty much. I, I genuinely believe, and I hate to say this because people think this sounds negative. I genuinely believe people don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that anything I do matters to anybody outside of my social circle. And even then, I think it's a coin toss. Jay does not care what I did today. To anybody outside your your social circle. (laughs) And then it doesn't matter to anybody. I would say outside your mother, son, and brothers. I swear to God. Bro, I I will literally pull up your text thread and I will see you on Do Not Disturb and I will ask no questions. It's like, <laughs> man, it's one thirty and he's on Do Not Disturb. All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. It is what it is. It is what it is. But if I text him, as long as he answers within the next hour and he's alive, he's fine, that's what matters most. I think people care about that. But it's another day, he's alive, cool. I don't got to wake up to know... Damn, you heard about you heard about Will? You know, that's, that's I would think it's actually gonna take a good twelve hours for me to not hear from you, for me to worry. Yeah, that makes sense. It's gonna take a solid okay, a solid okay, if it's like during the day, like if I let's say I hit you up at eight o'clock in the morning and I don't hear from you by like two, I'll be like, damn, what is this what's this nigga on? But like if I hit you at like if I hit you at like nine o'clock, let you know tonight, and then I don't hear from you till like ten or eleven the next day, I'm not worried about it. Or if I look yeah. up and it's it's ten o'clock in ten o'clock in the morning, and I still haven't heard from you. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a work day. Like he has a life to a, to a certain extent. I can honestly give and, you two days, and I didn't want shit anyways. I can give you two days. Two full you- days. I could give you two full days, depending wow. on when those days land. I could definitely give you a weekend, one hundred percent. Give you a weekend. I know you because you you have an idea of what I got going on. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. I could give you two days. So if I, I could, if I go MIA, you you could probably guess to to a ninetieth percentile of accuracy what I got going on. Exactly, especially if it's one on one, because I know you you're the type of person that one on one you might not be paying attention to something I sent you, but you might poke your head in the group chat and then <laughs> dip out for a few hours. I'm like, yeah, that's just just Jay, me and Jay. But, um, yeah. <sighs> Anyways, here we go. We got a podcast. We still got a podcast. We still have a podcast. No boundaries. Wow. <laughs> they haven't put boundaries on us yet. They haven't. They want us to. Put boundaries on ourselves, but I try to put I put a couple boundaries on us every now and then. A little whole music, you know, censor some things. But then you charging people for it. That was just that one episode. That was just that one episode. I I don't anticipate that happening too frequently. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was like, you definitely can't catch me. Start talking reckless. I don't know. I don't know. The look in your eyes, man. Like you got some recklessness flowing through. Like you ready to pop off? We got a lot to cover. <sighs> like you ready to pop off, bro. I'm scared. Hey, look at my ear. Look at my ear. Oh, fuck. 
this that this that this that Mexico leakage. Still, don't I got the sound that the world want to hear again? Don't Michael George still got his hoop bearing in? Come on, man. Take them hoes out, bro. <laughs> I, I was Michael, Kobe, and LeBron in Mexico. <laughs> With a little hot veto sprinkled on the top for seasoning. <laughs> hey, you're still not back to reality. I'm still not back to reality, low key. I'm still not back. That's good, man. That's good. And and I see, I see. I have to apologize to to the women who be posting those throwback pics of when you was down in Galveston Beach playing in that muddy ass water, and you would post say, "Oh, take me back," because there's places that I want to go back to, not to redo shit, but to experience it twice on some Drake shit. Damn, that's real shit though. Yeah, true, 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 true. It's it's, but my, it's, it's but my water my water was clear. My beach was better. Man, could have did some of that but, seaweed though. But hey, but shout out, shout out to Well for putting together the very first No Boundaries Board meeting. It was it was long overdue stakeholder meeting. What? Yeah, that's what that's what I told uh, um, that tax lady that it was a, a board meeting, our annual shareholders this? meeting. Yeah, our annual shareholders meeting. That's 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 smart. I wonder where next year is going to be. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I know you are. Wherever it is, I'm ready for it. Jesus Christ. But the thing is, like we say, you just had to be there because you can't recreate those moments. You can't recreate that environment. No, no, no. And you shouldn't want to. No. You shouldn't want to. I mean, <sighs> just got to be there. <laughs> Like, I'm thankful for the pictures we do have, and I'm thankful for the pictures that we don't, because, you know, the pictures that we do have, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that moment, but also, like, when, when I just look at you and get, like, two steps into the story, and I don't even have to finish it because you were there and you lived that moment, there's just something different about that. That's that's what matters most. That's what matters most. People need to get back to that, but then again, I can't control people. I'm gonna let them do what they want to do. Elon trying to control people. Elon is Elon is an interesting guy, man. I I never tried to pretend to know the the mindset of somebody that has amassed billions and has taken over something as culturally impactful as Twitter. But I'm gonna say it again. I mean, for somebody that just jumps on Twitter every now and then to browse. I've never been on Twitter to the point of where I've seen 600 posts. I know I haven't, because the, the, is, is the is the is the limitation thing has it already been implemented? I assume so. Again, I don't I don't follow enough people to see 600 posts in a day. That's what I'm saying. Like for me to see 600 posts in a day, I'm probably gonna have to see what people are tweeting at least five, maybe even ten days ago, because the people I do follow. They're either tweeting sports or they're just people who pop in, say some shit, quote some shit, and pop out like I do. I want to see the stats on that. I want to see the data on that. Like, that seems like a lot, bro. 600? Jesus. Is Twitter that interesting? It's not. The only thing that's that's really been captivating me lately is what the hell is going on in France. And What's going people, on in France? 
Them people in France know how to turn the fuck up when they not satisfied with what's going on. Yeah, they, they, they do it at least once a year. They do it at least once a year, and it's like the city is burning once a year. Like, <laughs> I've seen planes on fire. I've seen people with forklifts of ramen noodles and toilet paper. I've seen animals let loose out of the zoo. Like, France is like, oh, no, we finna turn the fuck up. France is true liberalism. Like, that is when, when it gets down to it, that's, that's how they want America to be. That's, you know, how you saw Portland and you saw Seattle. Those are just little versions of, of what goes on out there. Like, and where is it happening at exactly? Is it in Paris? Where, where, where is it happening? I think it's Paris. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's Paris. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, well, yeah, I just, you know, whenever I see Emmanuel Macron, whenever I see his name pop up, I just know that when I look, go on the comment section, I know it's going to be a bunch of people talking shit about him, but I'm like, shit, y'all elected that dude. If that's how it works out there, that motherfucker been in power for a minute. But since he's def- since he's been in power, I've seen multiple riots. And if I'm not mistaken, he's... He's, he's liberal himself, but that's the type of shit they want. I saw that he basically was blaming it on uh, bad parenting and video games. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't, it's hard for me to speak on it because, I mean, I know what happened, but I don't know how long it's been going on. So I feel like it's it's been on the news for, what, like, four or five days now? They said some 17-year-old got shot? Yeah, I think well, it was last Tuesday, so almost a week oh, ago. Wow, okay. Okay, but you swear stuff like that only happens in America, though. Oh, of course. But I mean, but when when all we take in is the um, American media, you know, they'll tell you, oh, guns are guns are aren't an issue anywhere else. Cop shooting people are isn't an issue anywhere else. Apparently, it is. Did you at least at least this one time, right outside of Paris? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> hold my beer. What, what can you say? It's, it's, it's summertime in America. It's hot. We got guns and shit. We got something for you. Bruh. Elections are coming up. Sooner than people <sighs> like to, 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 to think, elections are not far far away at all when you think about it. When you think about how you know, campaigning is going to ramp up and, shit, you know, motherfuckers going to start really slinging mud at each other. Like, that shit is around the corner. Like, mm-hmm. real fucking talk. I feel like once that fourth quarter hits, niggas start talking about debates and shit, man, it's going to it's gonna get real. When niggas start talking about debates and shit, issue things are going to come up, whether we're talking gun control, whether we're talking inflation, whatever, what have you. But also, with elections coming up, you start getting some relief at the pump. You get, start getting some relief at the grocery store. So you start thinking, oh, whoever's in power is is, is doing good right now because all of a sudden things are getting cheaper. All of a sudden. I, I actually play. don't think that's going to happen this year, bro. Shit bad, bro. Don't think so? Nah, bro. Like, shit bad. Like, like gas, is, gas is pretty high right now because, if I'm not mistaken, in the summertime, because they know it's a lot of travel... Gas usually tends to kind of not be so bad. Shit is bad right now. Like, I'm I'm actually pretty shocked. I'm just I was having a conversation the other day because I was laughing at that picture. Um, 
it's like a meme floating around. It's like, this is Kate uh, in, in 1956. She has $20 worth of groceries in her basket. And that shit is like a fucking mountain of groceries. It's like, God, dog, that's what $20 got you back then? And like, yeah, when you think about it, I know for a fact that in the late 90s, early 2000s, a gallon of milk was less than $2. So right off the back right there, you could have a, you could, for, for six, five, six dollars, you probably had five, six gallons of milk. Easy. <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't remember the prices of milk, but I do remember for two quarters, I could get a 12 ounce soda and a bag of chips. And two quarters. Two quarters. Well, you might have to throw in some tax in there. What, 53, 54 cents? Two quarters. Oh, really? He's talking about the cool cup lady? No. I could go, I could get the vending machine outside of the grocery store because they still had vending machines then. Oh, yeah, yeah, get yeah, the, yeah. Get the, get the quarter soda. It might be a, it might be the store brand. Dr. K. But it was a quarter. No, no, you were right. Like Doritos right. or something. But, but, yeah, you were yeah. right. Because I remember it used to I, literally I, say 25 cents on a bag of Cheetos. Yep. And I think a candy bar would hit you like fifty, maybe seventy-five cents. But for a dollar, you could a dollar and a quarter, you could have you a nice little snack. Arizona, the only person that can hold the line. Arizona went up. When? Arizona's a dollar twenty-nine now. Oh, they ain't bought. I ain't bought one in a minute. I ain't know. I thought it was still ninety-nine yeah, cents. See, see, cause you tap in and tap out on Twitter. So, see, since I be tapped in. You know, I've seen when it changed. You know, it's probably been a couple of months now. But, yeah, Arizona had to finally go up. They was like, we held, we held the line as long as we could. That's a sign right there. I don't, I don't think she's going to level out for the election. I'm sorry. If she, if she like Dollar Trees and all those places, they ain't really a dollar no more. If Arizona went up? Nah, bro, we out of there. They got a bet. That's, no that's why they, if anything, hope. you say what? I said there's no hope. There really isn't. That's why I know, like, with all the, with all this shit that's going on with um, with uh, affirmative action and shit like that, they definitely gonna run on that real hard because you know the left likes to run hard on racism, and they're gonna run on that one really, really hard because it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be all of it. it's because I've seen, I saw some insulting tweets, man, and I just know that the average person that sees some of these tweets are not gonna feel offended by them, probably because they're that dumb, but. Yeah, man, they're gonna run on that shit tough, bro. It's like you want to say something. Go ahead. I, you you know it's it's been so long since we've done this, so like I said, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, and you know you brought up affirmative action, and it just reminded me that a this is something I want to talk about, and b the conversation I had about affirmative action that made me just like shake my head. It's like you you yeah, good lord. So I was, I got. I got this. I got this white homegirl, and and we 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 made a safe space to where we could talk about racial issues, you know, like a no no judgment kind of zone. Talk about racial issues. So we were talking about affirmative action, affirmative action, and she goes, you know, she goes, I'm sorry, I care if my doctor's the smartest, not the blackest, and I was like, okay, that's not a thing, but you know, why do you automatically assume affirmative action means a lack of intelligence? And so we had this long, this, I ain't going to say long, but we, we spent most of the day going back and forth. And she's like, well, you know, just let both people in. It's like, well, you can't let both people in. You have to sit there and say, okay, if, if we're talking Harvard, 40% of the students are white, 
this percent is another population, this percent is another population, and let's say 7% is black. So when it comes down to it, I got two identical applications here, two identical SAT scores, but this person's black and this person's white, you get mad because affirmative action lets the black guy in, you got 40% in here already. I'm not saying that I'm letting him in because he's black. He is black, but he's also qualified. You got 40% in here already. <laughs> Look, man, I'm going to keep it a buck. People, when they talk about affirmative action, how they've been talking about it, you know, since MLK era, um, they that's I feel like that's the simplest way of looking at affirmative action, the conversation that y'all had. But it's a lot more shit that goes into affirmative action. Um, do you remember ever being in a situation where you had to basically like, I think one of the funniest things that has come about from affirmative action, and I know you're gonna remember, I know you've experienced this, is basically sensitivity training. Mm-hmm. Sensitivity training is a huge part of affirmative action. And if you think about lately who benefits from sensitivity training the most, it'd be like LGBT people and shit like that. Because it's become this new thing to be all inclusive in a workplace. So when you really look at affirmative action in a simple way, yes, you're going to come to it like she came to it. Oh, they're only getting a chance because they're this and that and this and that. To a certain extent, she's right. Because you got to remember this. And, and pretty much everybody would agree with this. If the people at the top are these, let's just say these old white people. Let's say they not, they're not looking at application last names. Or they're not really looking at names. They just say, hey, just give me 10 applications. We're going to call all on men. But to me and you, that's fair, right? Get 10 applications. Yep. We just don't look at them. But we know that based on our experience and based on how we view stereotyping and racism and all that, we, me and you both know that if that white man at the top actually had 10 applications in front of him, he actually looked at him, actually looked at the, the name first and last, and then looked at the race, shit may change, bro, especially when he correlates race and age. So when it comes to that, because of affirmative action, He's looking at the application and like, that's his focus. He's like, damn, because of these affirmative action laws, I can't just, I can't trash, I can't trash Shamika's application, even though she did go to Harvard. But Shamika's just graduated from Harvard. She's 25. I know she's black. It says it on here. And this 60-year-old white man that has hiring power, he doesn't want to hire her because she's a 25-year-old black girl. And I'm just saying, Right now, in this day and age, even if he's looking at um, Twitter or he's looking at Facebook or anything, maybe looking at a LinkedIn, he goes to her page. He's like, oh, I definitely don't want to hire this person. You know, like just, just imagine, just imagine how much that would happen if it wasn't or, more affirmative action. Or, or even the reverse. And if it's, if it's, if it's, uh, I don't want to use that name. Um <laughs> No, I don't. I don't want to use that. What if if it's it's, it's Beth Ringwald? You know, Uh you're gonna look at 25 year old Beth Ringwald. She reminds me of my granddaughter. She reminds me of my daughter. 
Like, and that's this person sounds like you know sounds like somebody because you gravitate towards people who are like you. Yes, that's why you can go and be at a resort on Mexico and see black, a black dude like, "What's up, my G?" And you can have a conversation and not know this man from Adam, but you gravitate towards him because he's somebody that's like you. Relatability is important. Absolutely. Because of affirmative action, relatability kind of gets thrown to the wayside, and you have a duty to the American uh, American society to be like, you know what? I'm going to quote unquote be fair because I have 10 applicants here, all 10 are from different backgrounds. Okay, cool. Now with affirmative action in place, I have to take all these backgrounds into consideration, remove affirmative action from that. The average person feels, and I think, I think this is pretty true. The average person feels that the black applicants are going to get scrapped. The, you know, the, if it, pe- people kind of say Elon Musk did it. People say when Elon Musk came into Twitter, what what what, what was what, what what took over Twitter? Nothing but a bunch of Indian dudes. Were they the most qualified? Mm-hmm. Like, but damn, you weren't finna you weren't finna give uh, Be- Be- Becky Ringwald a chance. You weren't gonna give Shamika <laughs> Jack- Jackson a chance. You know what I'm saying? What about what about Pookie Wright? Just saying, bro. It's like the NFL with the Rooney Rule. <laughs> you you have to interview one minority. Interview. Honest interview, don't say that. Just interview him. Talk to that man or woman. That says a lot about society when you when when you have to put a law in place for somebody to recognize that they're not being, you know, they're not ba- basically being as human as possible. Like you, your lack of humanity for your lack of humanity, I got to put this law in place to give people a quote unquote fair shot. But once again, that's why people like your friend come to it as least intelligent. But like I just said, they both went to Harvard. But if I'm a if I'm a 60 year old white guy that doesn't really have that much experience with black people outside of social media, it's a good chance I'm not going to want to hire black people. And, and, yeah. and people think it's funny that you know when you really go deep into somewhere like Black Twitter, like you start seeing people in the crevices of Black Twitter, like. We're sick of our own shit. Like, I know you've seen those tweets. It's getting to the point where it's like, God, dog, like, it's really a race war within a race war. Y'all still talking about going 50 bills? That's only black people. That's only black people. It is, man. I mean, I'm going to keep saying it. When I, when I, no matter how much I try to, like, when I go into Twitter, if I just try to just go down a random hole, it always feels like it takes me back to black Twitter. And that's why I say it's America's punchline because it's always like, damn, we're, we're, the, we're the butt of some joke. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like something that's gotta change. It's, it's a, if you're a civilized human being in America, it's a good chance that within a month span, if you've been looking at social media, it's been a moment where you could look at something that black people have done and shake your head. Like, whoa. What in the entire fuck? I'm not saying you don't do it to other races, but it definitely seems like, if anything, black and white the most. All the other races be pretty quiet. <laughs> Indians, Asians, I mean, shit. You really gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig deep to know what's going on in Indian America or Asian America. You know, a lot of people don't know what type of problems are going on in those in those communities. We only know about what's going on in the black and the white community. 
those are the main community that, that people have the, the microscope on. And for sure, right now, in, these, in this day and age, it feels like the black the most, like constantly, constantly some black celebrity or some black person or some black issue that's trending. What is it today, Jay? What's the black issue trending today? I mean, shit, you could really say NBA trade news is mostly black news. Yeah, yeah. D- Dame Dollar. Ain't number negativity behind that. Um, had, 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 had BET Awards over the weekend. Uh, you got the Jim Jones pushing They TV. call that shit the EBT Awards. Bro. Bro. 60-year-old white man, 60-year-old white woman, 60-year-old Asian man. It's just like, hey, you know, just turn on BT if you want to, you know, just get a get a whiff of what black people are like. He turns that shit on. Oh man, Letitia's application <laughs> they're, they're just is going in dumpster half naked, bro. And I don't understand what they're saying. Dumpster, throw it in the trash. Yeah. I don't want to deal with because I can't because I can't relate. And with, you remove affirmative action, I don't got to deal with it. And and that's when that's when nepotism comes into play. That's when you know people start talking about building connections and you know black businesses. It's that shit is important because when it's all said and done, affirmative action doesn't matter anymore if our community puts us in a position where it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, I can't go work at Exxon. Cool, I can go work at this business that is 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 black owned. It's black managed, and it brings out the same type of, re, you know, uh, income as 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 Exxon. Is there a place that exists? <laughs> Is there a Wells Fargo that's black managed, black owned? I go to, like, not a Wells, not a Wells Fargo, but I can point you to some black owned banks. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put my money in them, but <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? All these. <sighs> We affirmative action was low key a crutch when you think about it, because mm-hmm. due to the fact that they 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 pretty much forced people to deal with us within the hiring process, it basically made us a little lazy. It was like cool, we can go work for them, so that means that we don't got to build for ourselves. And this is this is common, like this is a talking point that's been going on for ages, but with the shit that just happened, people are going to realize how real it is. Do I think it's going to be an immediate impact? No, because I think that because where we are in American society, I think as many racists are out there, there are still people that are they're scared to be racist when they can be. I think that we have gotten to that point that people people are very racist, but it's like, you know what? I don't When they be can racist. be or when they should be? When should they be racist? I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. You mean when they can be racist or when they should be racist? When you would expect feel, them to I be feel, racist? I feel there's sometimes you should be racist. I told yeah, you one time. I, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like the one time for sure is when, when in relationships. I don't mind that in relationships. Do I? Do I have a problem with interracial relationships? No. But I totally understand why a white father and a white mother. Will want their white son to marry a white woman. I get that. I totally yeah. get that. You, because you want your child, you want your child to have an easier life, and you know that 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 that's going to bring a certain level of scrutiny when your child is dating outside of your race. I also think that it, it, it when you have that happen, I think because 
I don't know if it's just me. I feel like at some point, somebody's going to put a mirror to their face. They're going to put a mirror to themselves. If I'm a black father and my black daughter marries a white man, I'm just going to wonder, was it something I did to make her not want to deal with black men? I just think that it's, it's a possibility. I, I, I mean, I don't know if I would be that self-absorbed, but I understand where it comes from. Because that's always that's always the thing. Like, oh, you don't date you, you don't date black women. You must hate hate your mama. Wait, what? What did my mama have to do with anything? If you ask Freud, he, she has a lot to do with it. So just say, but but it, but in, in the same breath, it's like, hey. You don't date um, black women, you must hate your mama. And then the black woman say, well, I ain't your mama. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a difficult conversation. It's interesting. But once again, we're human and it's a possibility. You know? But but when it all comes down to it, like me, like you said, I, I, it's not even about me being self-absorbed for me. For me, I've gotten to the point where my 18-year-old son, I know for a fact that you can do everything in the world inside the house. And he's gonna, he or she's gonna act like whatever inside the house and in front of you, but you have zero control of what they do when they leave they'll leave that door. Zero. It, it is is a thousand, it's thousands of parents out there that think they know that the kids and they do not. You know the kid that is you you know the child or your son or your daughter that that you know that what's presented to you. That's what you know. But you don't know your daughter like her boyfriend does. You don't know your son mm-hmm. like the girlfriend does or so on and so forth. That's when shit gets real. That's why I always just say, you know what? I know it's not really going to be anything that I did. It's going to be everything that goes on outside that door. Like he, he's once they grow, they make their own decisions. I seen something that said something along the lines of everybody have like three lives, a secret life, a private life and a life that they some I forgot what the third one was, but it's true. Like like you'll have a, a life that you, you share with your family, a life that you share with your friends, and a life that you just kind of share with yourself. Straight up. We're layered people. Yeah. We're, we're, you know, we're not we're not one dimensional. We're very your your average person is very layered and they're they're complicated to an extent. And yeah, like I said, I wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if my if my son got with a white woman, a light-skinned woman, a dark-skinned woman. Like, like I, I don't I, I know his mom wouldn't care. But because when you parent for so long, you start realizing, hey, whatever make them happy, as long as they ain't out there doing no weirdo shit, and as long as they, as long as it's, it's real, it's genuine, don't yeah. matter to me. You know, and then you got to, you have to consider the times. Because in, in, in 1876, Little Judy probably wanted some BBC in 1876, but it would have got her hung in a fucking tree. It got a, you know, and she's like, damn, she, 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 you couldn't mess, you couldn't do interracial dating back then. There was probably a lot of interest peak back then. But once the laws changed and the culture changed and it became accepted, people started taking chances, people started taking risks. It's just, it's, it's a part, it's a sign of the times. It's, it's, it's where we are. People mm-hmm. actually have genuine interest in other people that don't look like their mom or dad. It's, it's, to me, it's nothing weird about that. But to take it back to my point, it does make sense, in my opinion, when people long for that because people still really care about bloodlines, lineage, and you know, looking at their grandson. Oh, he looks like my mother, and you know, people think 
people care about those type of things. People are self-absorbed to that extent. They really are. I mean, I would I would like to have a son one day that I named Brooks so that, you know, hey, I know at least I put another generation of Brooks out there. You know, after that, hey, if he turns out to be gay and there are no more, hey, that's on him. I did my part. You did your you straight up. You you know how you you know how you contributed to the yeah. to the bloodline or to the to the story. And that's you know, whoever started your bloodline, they're not necessarily looking looking at it like, oh, yeah, yeah, rooting for you. I mean, they long gone. They long gone. Yep. They're they hoping you make whatever decisions make you happy. Honestly. But racism, when I expect it, I think even now when I expect it, I think people are going to avoid it by all costs just because I still think people have reputations. I think people still have images to uphold. I don't think anybody wants to look like a terrible person, especially like I, I see meme accounts and I see all kind of shit. And I, you know, I have friends that, that, in my opinion, I do believe I have friends that, that they they may get along with me, but I know that they have certain I certain perspectives on black people. I know for a fact that I have friends that if it all came down to it, I could be the only black friend. I know that that's that's true. That's reality. Mm-hmm. And if and if and if you're black and you have friends of different races, you kind of get it. But I, I believe that it's it's very common, for sure, for black people to just to only have a black circle. I think that's real common. But I also think that everybody's like that. But for sure, black people, because just looking at America today, I really feel like based on my experience. In the last 10, 15 years of being in Houston, I feel like we're the only place we're the we're the only people that have spots that when you go there, you know about it. It's predominantly us. And it's like it's predominantly us. It's just us. But then I can go to other spots and it feels like everywhere else is diverse. She's just it's it's interesting to me, depending on maybe the music and the food. But for the most part, most shit is diverse until you get to one of our spots. Our spots are segregated. Our spots, you'll have you'll have the the one or one or two offs that probably just they, and those are the people that grew up around black people. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, when you, when you think about the typical college campus, like you said earlier, the typical college campus is not only is it predominantly women or predominantly women, it's predominantly Caucasian, and then maybe Asian after that, and then all the other all the other races are minority. So if you go to your average college town and <laughs> go to a bar or a club, you kind of you kind of know what you're gonna get. And I feel like in today's society, nobody's really going anywhere in the average big city if, and should feel uncomfortable, even in those small sure. college towns, because somebody like you has been through there before. It's we've been dealing with this shit for a hundred years now. So, but. Anyway, it's going to be interesting times. Like I said, election is pretty much around the corner. They're going to find a way to divide us even more. Uh, I feel like the ESPN firings were just, it's just a part of the, it's just a part of the, how do I say it? The dominoes falling. <clears throat> you can never, don't, don't think that ESPN is too small 
to be a part of that conversation because ESPN is huge. It's a it's a huge corporation, and like most of these billion dollar corporations, they're lobbyists too, and po- politicians are in their pockets as well as they're in the, the pockets of politicians. So, yeah, those those ESPN, ESPN fires mean more Disney. than people think. You say what? I said ESPN is owned by Disney. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyways. What else? You, I, up, sir? It's, a, it's a lot of shit going on, bro. I'm just... get the, I get the rust off and I'll be fine. I, I, <laughs> I, I definitely forgot that we had a podcast for just a little bit. And I definitely was just coming down from that high... Because the one thing that I enjoy about vacations, why you laughing, bro? No, because that's just coming down from that high. That, that's like, like, I, like I told you repeatedly, that's exactly what I needed. I needed that vacation. I needed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, the one thing, the, the one takeaway for me was zero stress. There was no stress. And that was my goal. I was like, let me just get out. And truly decompress and not think about no bullshit, not deal with no bullshit. It's just like how many times do we really have to make decisions? It was just like <laughs> could, no, okay, I, all right, man, I, I, like, I enjoy I enjoyed not knowing where you were for a part of the time. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 cool. I don't know and I don't care. He said that he's not leaving the resort. He's on this resort somewhere. Unless somebody decided to kidnap a six foot two, 205 pound black man. He's on this resort somewhere. He's somewhere. He's somewhere. Like, yeah, exactly. He might be drunk. He might be passed out, but he's here. 100%. No stress, bro. No stress. No stress, bro. That, and that, like I said, that was the goal. And I feel like people should try to do that at least twice a year, minimum. You know, like I always say, there's a difference between a vacation and a trip. A trip has a plan. It has an itinerary. There's X, Y, and Z. A vacation is like, man, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, I told you, my it is what it is. I'm, I'm probably gonna run out of them holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna run out of them, but it is what it is, man. They'll figure it out. Like like that boy Diego, man. <laughs> that boy said, "You know what time it is." <laughs> I was like, "Really, bro? Really?" It's 2023, man. His his execution oh, is flawless. Delivery. Every and everything. I did not expect that. But yeah, man, like I said, you know. Yeah, shout out Diego, full ass Sergio, one. They're my boys now. We gang. <laughs> man. This really this really don't deserve any hold music, but I'm gonna put hold music over just for the fuck of it. <laughs> Juan was all up in y'all business, boy. Juan was deep in the business, boy.
it's crazy how that type of environment. I won't. I don't want to say that brings out the best in people, but I think. I think when. I think when people are safe and comfortable, they tend to just be friendlier and more hospitable and easy, easy to approach. Just based on the fact that it's like, okay, we all we here, we cool, we chilling. I bet. But then, come back I mean, into the free world. The only hostility that I've seen was just like that Indian guy that was just like too aggressive. And I was like, bro, you got to chill out. Everybody else is just having a good time flowing in this. And it's like, bro, I get it. You like her. Cool. But that's not the way to do it. I'm afraid for her now. Like, oh. I feel like this, this is the intro of an SVU episode. And you got to relax, my boy. All the negative stuff, I tried to block it out, and you just brought that back into my <laughs> that, I, had, I had to. He scared me, though. He scared he me. He scared me. I thought God. I talked to her afterwards, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did say, yeah. It was, I was like, I'm glad you're okay, because I don't know what I would do in that moment. Like I said, for the most part, you feel safe, though. Because, like, what, what, what's, what's the most that he, that he can do? Because if he got right, overly aggressive, there are people there that's going to handle that. Right, right. He, he, he He's just not going to club over her head and drag her to the cave. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, I ain't even laughing at that, but it's like, damn, what if what if somebody really attempted that? It's like, bro, you down bad. Like, real talk, bro. Relax. He, he down bad. He was down bad. He was. It's like, sir, you're not 15. Like, you got, you got to relax. I don't know if you've had too many drinks and you need some water, or you haven't had enough drinks, but you need to relax. Need some milk. <laughs> need some milk <laughs> and a nap. Oh, he, he got a nap. Trust me, he got a nap. <laughs> I hope it was a nap of his choosing and not somebody putting him to sleep. Oh, oh man, look, bro. Before we conclude too soon, I, I I was thinking about something because the, the intro had my mind on. I like the intro, but I also wanted to say that you know the, every time I, I heard the intro like two or three times since you sent it to me, and it just automatically had put me in a mindset of this is the type of rhetoric that makes a woman ask you who hurt you. And you know me, I've always hated that question. Because... Oh, wait, wait, first of all, my man is truly hurt. Somebody truly hurt my man. Like, even if he denies it, somebody truly hurt him. Which he didn't deny. It. He definitely said yeah. that that is why he is who he is. And I'm pretty sure that is that is a, enough men to where when that question is asked, it's legitimate. But I automatically go to the mindset of who hurt you versus... Well, did you learn from it? Because I think a lot of men, even I think I don't think everybody becomes bitter. I don't think I don't think everybody becomes vengeful. So when I hear who hurt you, I just automatically once again I think of the mind frame of hurt people hurt people, and I know for a fact with me, I've never went out on a limb to intentionally hurt people, but I do believe that. 
if you punch somebody in the face enough times, they're going to want to counter. And is that fair? I think it is. Because you can only knock down somebody with a good heart so many times before they get up and like, okay, I'm about to defend myself now. I'm not learning anything. Exactly. I'm just getting my ass kicked here. So now I'm finna start punching back because I know I can. I was holding back because, you know, I felt that was the right thing to do. But where is that getting me? And like I said, on the other side, um, as far as what did you learn from it? I do believe a lot of men learn from being hurt. Do I think a lot of men put like this? I think I think men and women forever. I've always thought this men and women speak two different languages. Without a doubt, men, men and women speak two different languages within the same language. And I believe that because I often catch myself trying to. Over explain things to women versus trying to explain something to a man. And I think that makes perfect sense, because when you think about the environment women come from, um, the type of friends women have, the type of interaction women have with people since they were a year old, it's just it's so different. It's night and day. It's what do they say? Uh, men are from Mars. Women are from Venus. Like I've always believed that. So when I think about that, I just have to remind myself that. When. Men go into their stage of what do they learn from it? They tend to not know how to explain or present what they learn from something to a woman. So it automatically comes off as hurt. It automatically comes off as, oh, this guy's spiteful. He's vengeful. When in reality, I think a lot of men are willing to, I think especially modern men, I think modern men are way more willing to throw in the towel Hey, I gotta, I gotta take a break here. What the fuck is going on with you over there? I'm choking on something. I'm about to die. Golly, I couldn't even, I couldn't even play it off anymore. And I have no water in sight. Good lord. <laughs> Jesus, eyes watering. Get your shit together, man. Who would I be if I did? Good lord. Did you try to hold back a cough or something? That's what it looks like. You see? Somebody say you shouldn't bite your tongue, bro. Don't bite your tongue. That shit hurt. <coughs> say what you gotta say, man. Get it out. You gotta cough, cough, man. Cough is a normal coughing is a natural act. It's normal. It's fine to cough, bro. We've we've done worst on air. Not since spring of 2020, you can't call. Bruh. They, I, I never forget, bro. They had that one doctor on air, bro. That boy was about to die. He was about to come. <laughs> he was holding back. He, he looked like you right now. Bro. Eyes were watering. Turned red. He did not want to call dogs. Like, bro. That is, that is the effect of shaming. Shaming is very... Shaming, shaming does... It does good and it does bad, but 2020 was the year of shaming, and people try to make it seem like shaming is isn't effective. Boy, it is, because the fact that we've stopped shaming in America, you could tell. But you could tell shaming in America is we don't do it enough because 
there's too many people around here that are, are highly delusional that need to be put in their place. And they try to make it seem like, oh, y'all just want such and such to be miserable so bad. No, no. People think just because you want people to be humble, you want them to be miserable. No, we just like people to be a lot more down to earth and easier to connect with versus somebody that thinks they're a fucking supermodel. And I, I, in order for me to talk to you, I got to ask your fucking secretary first. We don't want to deal with people like that on a regular basis. We want to know that we're dealing with normal, well-adjusted human beings. If we, if, if everybody's a celebrity, like, what the fuck? Like, we, we just, anyways, we don't want y'all to be useful. If you're watching those street interviews and they say, all right, rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, and then you say you're ten, and then you bring in Kevin Simmons, like, you know, you, t- you put yourself in the category with Beyonce and Rihanna. You think you, you're you that caliber of person. If I say, all right, you know, weight yourself one to ten, Jay, oh, Jay, you're a ten. Oh, so you're putting yourself in the categories of the Idris Elbas and stuff like that. Do you think you're, you're in that category? And delusionally, they're saying yes. And they see nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm sitting there saying, yeah, if you put me next to Idris Elba and you lined up 100 women, he going to get 50, I'm going to get 50. That's not reality. I know that's not reality. I ain't going to get zero. <laughs> but Very true. It's going to be a little lot. It's going to be a little lopsided. I ain't going to lie to you. With, 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 with all due respect. That's fine. With all due respect. I would hope so. I'm not hating... I'm not hating on myself. I just know reality. People, man, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, modern motherfuckers, they hate reality, dog. They fucking hate it. Good lord. I forgot what I was talking about earlier, man, because your ass over here about to die. Is you good now, man? (laughs) But right now, I might be able to finish the show. We'll see. Stay tuned. Man. Anyways, bro, like I said, I, you know, I mean, it's typical no boundaries moment. <sighs> but yeah, here we are, 2023. What episode are we on? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows, man? This is a summertime <laughs> episode. Like, I don't, I don't keep a running tally. I always go back and check when I post and I update the catalog. So. Are you able to talk about what you did this weekend? How was it? How did it turn out? Oh, the wedding. Yeah. Oh, I, hey, I never know what, what you're talking about. Weekend. I was like, what did I do this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. My uncle, he, he would say that I'm his favorite nephew, so I got to say he's my favorite uncle. Um, he got married. Congratulations to him and his wife. Um, beautiful thing. What more can you say? Okay, okay. Was it was it was it a packed event, <laughs> or was it pretty? It was like you, you know, it was about, probably about hundred people, hundred fifty people. You know, some light. I made one, nice. one of those legendary Habito speeches. You know, I had to touch a microphone sometime. Oh yeah. You can't put a, oh, you yeah. can't put me in a room with a microphone and expect me not to say nothing. Well, walk right past that hoe. <laughs> 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 Come on, baby, you got you you well yeah. If there's a microphone, you gotta touch it. Remember, remember you your birthday. A, you, you gotta spit a ball. Karaoke shit. 
You nah, trying man. to spit a bar or something. I DJ. You did DJ your ass off. I DJ, I do that, bro. I ain't fucking with no my ass. I don't, I don't even want them to know I'm in the room. <laughs> and it's funny because a lot of people like, a lot of people noticed that about me when we was out of town. I was like, man, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of few words. You ask me something, I'm going to talk. But other than that shit, I'm... I'm I'm finna let Jay be the be the, the outgoing one. Cause you was out there like you knew everybody. That shit still got me laughing. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. I ain't gotta do nothing. I'm a politician. Like I'm gonna be able to have this conversation. I'm I'm very charming. I'm genuine. I'm inviting. I can have these these, these random conversations with people. And I just cook. I just cook. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna let you. What? What's with your friend? Shit, that's my boy. What's up? Just observing, <laughs> man. Just observing. It was, it was funny when she was like, so, are you two getting kind of... <laughs> nah, bro. You didn't drink too much. You gotta relax. Come on. Which, which, is, which is not surprising in this day and age, because, man... It's not surprising in this day and age, and it's not surprising given the demographic of that resort. I know, right? I know, I know. But man, I, I, I'm I'm in fear of jumping all over the place on this podcast. And at the same time, it's like I'm glad we're able to put something out. So I apologize to the listeners that pretty much got one. Incoher- like a bunch of incoherent messages, but guess what? That's the point of listening to about boundaries. We're going to be all over the place. Just know that we're excited to be back. Um, I'm pretty sure quality will get back to the- excited to be back. <laughs> I feel like we was gone for a minute, bro. Yeah, we've been gone for like two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. yeah. That, yeah. That, that shit is, you know, it, that, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make us excited. It's when I think about it, there's so much shit that happened. When I really, really think about it, okay. The submarine shit, which is still baffling to me. I still don't understand why that transpired and why that was such big news the way it was. I mean, I I I get how the media works, but at the same time I'm just kind of sitting here like why did that happen? What was so... Why in 2023, people... Why are people still interested in the Titanic? Bruh, I have no idea. That's that's the equivalent of me tracing my ancestors back to a slave plantation and going to check out the plantation. I don't want to see that. I know, just, that's weird. Then you have, like you said, you talked about France earlier. That I think that was like a little, a light little Russian civil war that happened that lasted like forty-eight hours. We still yeah. sending, we still sending half a billion to Ukraine every other week. Um, I believe Joe Biden supposed to be getting impeached or some shit. Um, you got, they said something about Jeffrey Epstein and J.P. Morgan Chase had some bullshit that they got going on some weirdo shit like that then you like deleted, you said deleted some records 
Then you got, uh, they said in 2025, you're going to have a flying car. They're going to be able to buy a flying car uh, worth, I think the, the pre-order is 300000 uh, you got that shit going on. It's just, it's just some, it's some every day, man. It's, I, I think the most interesting thing though, for me in the last couple of weeks, yeah, it probably was that. It, it probably was a submarine thing, just based on the fact that I just don't get the motivation behind. Is it is it almost like wanting to get like treasure, like a pirate? I don't like I like I said, I do enjoy seeing sites to a certain extent. But that certain extent is very, very like minimal. Like I don't want to climb up into the Statue of Liberty. If I'm in New York and I can see the Statue of Liberty from where I'm standing, that's good enough for me. That's me saying I've been there. Like I don't, yes. I, I don't know. It's just, and I, you know, I know people get all historic and oh, I had ancestors passed through Ellis Island and, you know, this, this, and this, and oh, this is cool, but that's not risking your life to see that at all. I would hope not. I would hope not. But to each their own. Did Jonathan Majors get clear of those charges, or is it just a lot of evidence on the table now that he's going, he's going to be he's going to be good? I I, I want to say he got cleared, but like Push T say, you can't rinse that stench off of you. But even with that being said, the hilarious thing about it is it goes back to a point I made earlier about black people, black Americans being the punchline because Tanakh Huerta is in the same situation. And motherfuckers, that shit was a. You heard about that shit for like twenty four hours, and you ain't heard about it since then. It was just a. That was it. It was like, why? Why is this Hispanic dude not getting the same energy? And I saw a, a tweet that was hilarious, in my opinion. And I don't want to say it wrong, but they basically was like, if this. If they said if the Jonathan made, if they said if the Emmett Till shit happened in 2023, they were like a lot of black women will be on Carolyn Smith's side, and they were basically talking about the Jonathan Major situation. I was like, damn, that shit kind of crazy when you think about it. It shit fucked up, but it makes sense I'm, though. Cause I'm gonna tell you something after we after we finish. I think I that's what they said. Yeah. It makes sense though, because like I said, man, it seemed like the 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 black the, the black Twitter community they put a lot of energy into that Jonathan Major case. And once again, like I said, even if you're the type of person that's like pro victim, you're you're big on hey, this is a rape case, you know, a celebrity male abusing his power, da da da. They didn't even they they didn't have the power to get that story to the level of the Jonathan Majors situation. And let's just, I mean, wasn't it to not, I mean, Wakanda Forever was a big movie, wasn't it? So, I mean, I, I would mean, imagine. Supposed to be, yeah. I'm just saying, so like, his so is, is his celebrity that much lesser than Jonathan Majors to where that's why I was only a blip? <clears throat> I mean, I could say yeah, and I could say no. I mean, people should know who he is. I mean, he was a part of one of the 
biggest movies that came out in the last 365 days. Right. But also, Jonathan Majors had one one Marvel movie he had, which was a box office, and then, like, wasn't Creed, like, either two or three weeks before or after Ant-Man came out. So he was, he was high on the horse at that time. That's fair. And what... Wakanda Forever came out in November. Yeah, so it ain't been a year yet. Yeah, so... Eh. Yeah, like you said, you can say yes and you can say no. Just strange to me, man. Just, so I kind of get that tweet. It's 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 messed up because I don't like to put all of them in one box, but... It's one of those. It's one of those situations where, man, like, what's going on here? It's the same. It's the same community that pretty much celebrated Kevin Samuel's death, you know. And you know, now here we are. You're seeing. You're seeing Jonathan Majors basically getting cleared up on charges. And once again, he he brought up on the same charges as his, his as this Hispanic dude. And we didn't keep that same energy. Just bizarre to me. I felt like we didn't keep that same energy with the with the was, was it is it Travis Rudolph. That Travis Rudolph case, that cat, that cat that uh he killed the dude. Oh, from Florida, yeah. Yeah, from Florida, yeah. Like that shit was fucked up, bro. And honestly, the black community gave that shit very, very, very oh, minimal attention. Oh, so many attention. levels it was fucked up. Yeah, I mean, for y'all that don't but, know, but, no, but as as a black community, we made it a joke. Like we're laughing at her testimony on on the stand because like she's clearly lying. She's clearly making this up, and it's a joke. It's not like. Oh, this is so sad that she's been a, she's trying to send this man to jail for basically a hit that she orchestrated that went wrong. That's fucked up, man. When she said, "When I said shoot that shit up, I mean everything but him, his brother, and his mother." Like, really? That well, does, you, that's, that's that's not what shoot that shit up means. That's we know that's not what it means. We know that. I didn't I didn't mean the I didn't want them to hurt anybody. But you requested that they come shoot some shit up. I, I mean, I yeah. actually asked people about that case. They knew nothing about it. You weren't asking people to go play a pick. Okay. What you? Oh my goodness! Is that what she tried to claim? No, she didn't try to claim it. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying. Shoot that shit up. Is 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 no, 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 no boo, no, no boo, no boo, no boo. I think I think that's something that in the past. 20, 30 years. I think that's a, a a flaw in the black community right now. I believe too much of our quote unquote culture, lingo, way of life. I think I think social media has has cornified it. Cause when I was growing up, it was just certain things that I knew that only us black people knew about. Like I knew there were certain things that we would say, there were certain things that we would do, certain way we would dress and it was like all right that's a quote-unquote black thing now we don't have any like it's like we don't have any secrets anymore there's nothing that we do in my opinion uh in regards to black america that's authentic and like only for us like it's supposed to be but like i'm watching i'm watching like just random things on like twitter or whatever and i'm i'm seeing these white dudes talking i'm like damn these white dudes are are, are they, they're speaking the same way as these black dudes I know speak. You know, it's just mm-hmm. you know the the um the 
the uh, inflections and the accents are different, but for the most part, it's like everybody's speaking the same. And it's like, hmm, that's interesting. But once again, it's because you really can't keep secrets in this social media era no more. So when you say something like shoot that shit up, the courts are documenting that shit now. And that's a, you know, if they didn't know what it meant and they know now, but like, oh, we put that shit into, file that shit away, shoot that shit up is they trying to murder somebody. Because when you, when you're in court, you can say, oh, well, in reference to this case, this is what the president was saying. You know, hey, they, they said this is what shoot that shit up means, especially when you go to federal court, because every previous court, I mean, every previous case, that's a president. Oh, in the case of the state of Florida versus Travis Rudolph. In 2023, when the when the um, when the witness for the, the prosecution said, you know, whatever, what have you, this is what they meant. Oh, OK, well, we got to take that and run with it. Which makes all the sense in the world. I, I honestly think that's why a lot of these rappers are getting nailed so easy because hip hop has become so mainstream. You really can't lie about shit anymore because you're sub, the suburban 14 year old white kid that's listening to NBA Youngboy. He can break that down, break that down to his parents, and his mm-hmm. parent might just might she might be a lawyer, might be a fucking might be a judge. All right, that's what they mean. Cool. And it's like no doubt about it. I mean, you can even reference Urban Dictionary if you want to now. And I think that, like I said, I think that's a huge flaw in how the black community is perceived. And that basically ties back into affirmative action, what I was talking about earlier. It's like, man, once you, once you learn these, one, the fact that you could just go to the internet now and kind of get a decent enough depiction, because can we sit here and say that the shit that we see online is not the black community? We can sit here and say it's a small percentage, but the reality is it's still real. Like the shit you see on social media is real. It's not it's not all fake. And as much as we want to be able to pick and choose who represents us, we can't. We can't. We I can't, you know, oh well Boosie said this. Well Boosie don't speak for me. Well, yeah, he may not, but he has a bigger platform than you. So if Boosie says it, I'm probably gonna believe him over you. That's man, clout today is is crazy when you think about it. Because I was sitting there the other day thinking, like, you just made that statement. Yeah, Boosie may not speak for us, but unfortunately, because of his clout, he does speak for us. And I think clout has has an I, there's an inflation on clout because I was sitting there watching the fact that Bronny James is doing everything that he's doing. And I'm like, don't get it twisted. I, I saw a little bit of Bronny James. I see clips here and there. I saw a little bit of what he did at the McDonald's game. And from what I've seen from Bronny James, when he does go to the NBA, because I could confidently say he's going to go to the NBA because LeBron James's clout compared to Michael Jordan's clout is significantly higher. And that's crazy when you think about the debates you have between whether Jordan or, or LeBron is, is better. It's like, why come, like, did Jordan, I don't think Jordan kids, Jordan's kids even sniffed the league. Like, Bernie James and, uh, the, I don't know the other kid's name, they're guaranteed to get in the league because clout today is so significant. Like, if you have clout, like, you can make it so far. And now I'm, and I, when I was thinking about that moment, I was like, now I see why people are dying for this shit. Because you really don't have to have talent anymore. It's literally 
clout. Like, if you got clout, you could make it so far. Because I'm still trying to figure out who this Adam-22 guy is. Every time I see him, I just know he's just some fucking weirdo that just seems like another, um, what's that guy's name? He seems like another DJ Vlad. Like, he's just, you know, exploiting black culture. And as far as I'm concerned, he's married to a porn star. But I don't know nothing about this guy, but it's like, like, how did he get here? Like, is it, is it, was it based off of some type of clout? And I guarantee it was. I'm I, still I, trying to figure out how DJ Academics got to where he is. Like, like what the fuck? I still think Justin L.A. boy is a fed, but hey. <laughs> I like how, how, how you call him Justin L.A. boy. It's not Justin LaBoy. <laughs> I, I don't It's just, I don't know. It just, it just, it seems right, but I know it's wrong, but uh, it don't matter. It don't matter. But anyways, man, I just, it just, yeah. it just, it just has me thinking, man, because like I said, I don't think Bronny James is trash, but I also don't think that Bronny James would be where he is. And I don't think a lot of people that we watch these days would be where they are if it wasn't for them getting put on by somebody that was, you know, already connected. And that's why a lot of people are just realizing, shit, I don't need college. I don't need this and that. Just so-and-so already built a platform for me. I'm going to just ride his coattail. There's a lot of that going on. And the last thing I'm going to say is, man, <clears throat> we got to diversify our portfolio, man, as far as, like, <laughs> I'm serious. I, I just said this before, dog, but I'm just so tired of every time I see something pop up that's new. It's the same thing. Clothes and food. I feel like we need more than that in this community. That's just, I just, clothes, food, and a lot of times the food is connected to a club, a lounge. It's like, oh, God, can we do something different? Where is, where is the, the, the veterinarians? We need veterinarians. <laughs> Plumbing business. You need Styles P to come open the juice joint. <laughs> did he really do that? In Brooklyn, yeah. No, in the Bronx. Excuse me. In the Bronx, he opened a juice shop. I'm tired of that too, because I think I think veganism is one of the I biggest mean, scams I in the last twenty years. Food to a certain extent, but like, <laughs> anyways, like I said, I, I, a lot of the a lot of the health trends. And this is the last thing I'm gonna say before we close out, because I seen an old buddy. I, I I I've only seen one video of this guy in my life. I wasn't I, I wasn't familiar with him when you first sent me that shit. I thought it was Joey Swole that had died. His name is Joey Swole, right? Mm-hmm. And who died though? Joe. What, oh, what's his name? Joe. His name was Joey. It was Joey too. Yeah. So I had was confused uh, when I saw it. That's why I was like, man, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. But it basically, whatever his name is, Joey. Now, now I gotta go check on my boy Joey Swole. I know, right? Joe. Joe. Joe Linder. Joe what? Joe Lindner. But that's not what his that's not what he was known as though. It was something else like kind of fancy. Joe Stetics? Joe Stetics? Joe Stetics, there you go. Joe Stetics. So the question came up with his death, which is a question that's been it's popped up before. They basically start asking the question. So what does it mean to be healthy? 
Because if you saw somebody like him walking up the street, you would automatically think he was healthy, correct? Correct. You would think, hey, this guy's in the best shape of his life. He's big, muscular, tone. Because that is a common way to look at a fit person, people tend to get fit and healthy mixed up. That's basically what it comes down to. A lot of people see fit and they automatically equate it to health. And it, you know, they bring up the Lizzo and all this. They bring up 400 pound linemen and all that shit, blah, blah. And I just wanted to just finish on this note of just saying like, hey, when you have a goal of being healthy, that's more along the lines of what's going in your body. That's more along the lines of day-to-day conditioning, um, blood work, how your mind works, so on and so forth. Like that, it, it's a little deeper than just aesthetics. When you're fit, that's mainly aesthetics. And when you're fit, it just looks good. Does it mean that you're not pumping your stuff full of steroids and living off McDonald's every day? Because a lot of power lifters and quote unquote fit people, they live like that. And I think you talk you you talked about it on the show and I think you were talking about Ocho. Ocho talks about how shit he basically is living off McDonald's and if you see him, you're like, he's in great shape. Yeah, he's in great shape, he's fit, but is he healthy though? He's in great shape and those arteries be clogged. Exactly. So it's one thing to be fit and it's one thing to be healthy. And I just basically, you know, although I'm not doing the words of advice, I just want people to just understand that. So when people talk shit about overweight people, there are overweight people out there that are that that are they 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 may be healthy. But they they eat an excess in food that makes it to where their their weight gets to. let, Let me let me correct myself. There are people that are predisposed to to being overweight based off of genetics, obviously. But there you do have dudes that are considered overweight. Like fucking Adrian Peterson could have been considered overweight. But if you saw Adrian Peterson, you knew good and damn well he wasn't overweight. That was fucking muscles. You know what I'm saying? Like this the same shit with somebody like Tony Pollard, Ezekiel. Like these guys are huge, but for the most part, and I bring them up because I think they're good examples of being fit. And being healthy, just ba- just based off some of the stuff I read about them, they they LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, those guys are really huge. And if you put them on the, they are. You put them dudes on the scale. <laughs> I'm thinking about Patrick Beverly talking about Russell Westbrook eating nothing but lettuce, no dressing, no nothing. Bro, that's that that is psychotic. If that's true, that he like does that, that's psychotic. That's crazy. <laughs> Imagine somebody like Russell Westbrook probably run five miles a day. Because I even I, I oh, was even reading Yeah, like I think I think I think Richard Jefferson, like he cycles like eight, nine miles a day. Like that's peak conditioning. And and honestly, to be able to sustain the cyclist or a swimmer's body, you can't slack on your on your nutrition. So a combination of nutritioning, 
good nutrition and conditioning, to me, that's what people automatically perceive when they see fit people. And that's not always the case. Because like I said, when you when you got dudes dying at 30, you know, it's it's pretty simple to say that a lot of shit that went into their body is what destroyed them. It wasn't what their body looked like. It's what went into their body. But anyway, I'm just rambling now. Either way, like I said, we'll be back with a more coherent episode next week. When, when Jay is stationed at his home, I would imagine. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 y'all know what to do already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Home. T-home. T-home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, it's it's a joy to come on here and, and blabber on and have a few people listen. If, if, you, if you have questions, you have comments... You, something that you want us to talk about, you already know what to do. We've been doing this turn them too some long. bitches sideways, show them straight up. Can- oh, sorry, but- wow, tell them how you really feel. <laughs> Happy July 4th weekend, everybody out there. Um, I hate the fact that July 4th is on a Tuesday because. I'm not off, and it's just so weird to me because I'm going to be off Monday. I'm going to work Monday, and I got to work Tuesday. It's so weird, but anyways, man, like I said, happy July 4th weekend. Make sure y'all safe with those fireworks. Um, For y'all that have pets, you know, bring them in the house because it is a a rough time for pets, man. Them them fireworks can be terrifying, them little guys, man, and the big guys, too. So, um, anyway, Enjoy it. Stay hydrated out right here. Except for Joey, because Joey don't give a damn. Joey don't give a damn. Joey outside right now. Joey outside right now. Joey's not even an outside cat. He, he outside right now. He does what he wants when he wants. What'd you say? I said Joey's not even an outside cat, and he's outside. He, and he outside, bro. God. Lee. Speaking of, I got I got to check on the on that duo, but um yeah man. With that being said, this has been No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?